Hello, my name is Thomas, and this is a special edition of my podcast where I'm focusing on a particularly special day in the UK. I've done this before for Bonfire Night, and I've done it for Trafalgar Night. Today, in the UK and in many, many countries, is Remembrance Day. Remembrance Day is the 11th day of the 11th month, and at the 11th hour, we remember the armistice of the First World War, the, the ceasing of hostilities. And this time is now used as a remembrance for all casualties of war by many, many people, not just throughout the UK where everything stops at the 11th hour, uh, but really around the Commonwealth and in many, many non-Commonwealth countries. Now, there's some UK festivals like Bonfire Night that are kind of rarely celebrated around the world. Not many people celebrate Bonfire Night outside the UK. In fact, until this year, I didn't know anyone who celebrated Bonfire outside the UK. And then some, like Trafalgar Night, are celebrated in particular circles. So, for example, uh, the Royal Navy might celebrate it wherever they are. Uh, but there's even people within the UK who, who might not even know that it's uh, Trafalgar Night. Everybody in the UK would know this is Remembrance Day. Um, and it's a relatively small portion of listeners who are in the UK. So I'm going to run through really what it is and go through three of the kind of key readings that are associated with Remembrance Day. Uh, but as I say, it is celebrated in many different parts of the world. Um, I hesitate to celebrate it. It's commemorated. It's commemorated in Cyprus, for example, um, not just by the British Armed Forces there, but by uh, the British community there. Uh, it is commemorated in Hong Kong, um, as the Hong Kong contributions, the First and Second World War in particular, are are commemorated. Um, and again, there's some uh, non-Commonwealth countries, such as Israel, uh, that do mark the occasion. Uh, I understand in the United States, um, Veterans Day is observed on the 11th of November. It's a federal holiday and a state holiday, but the function of the observance is more closely matched by Memorial Day uh, in May. So, this is a time when people might gather at the, the local war memorial. Um, for example, in Yorkshire, there's many, many uh, monuments to the First World War. Really, every little village would have one, um, and often with the names inscribed of those who died. Um, particularly sad, I say, in these Yorkshire villages, you often notice it's all the same names because still in the First World War, uh, families joined together and served together, and since at, in the First World War, whole units were lost together. Um, often fathers, sons, uncles, brothers, they all died uh, on the same day in the same battles. This prompted many poets uh, to write unique poems uh, about this event to really try and mark it. And one of the ones that's, that's kind of stood the test of time is For the Fallen uh, by Lawrence Binion. Sometimes only the, the fourth and fifth verse, verses are read out, um, but I think it's worth reading through the whole thing. So this is For the Fallen by Lawrence Binion, written at the time of the First World War. With proud thanksgiving, a mother for her children, England mourns for her dead across the sea. Flesh of her flesh they were, spirit of her spirit, fallen in the cause of the free. Solemn the drums thrill, death august and royal, sing sorrow up into immortal spheres. There is music in the midst of desolation, and a glory that shines upon our tears. They went with songs to the battle, they were young, straight of limb, true of eye, steady and aglow. 
They were staunch to the end against odds uncounted. They fell with their faces to the foe. They shall grow not old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. They mingle not with their laughing comrades again. They sit no more at familiar tables at home. They have no lot in our labour of the daytime. They sleep beyond England's foam. But where our desires are and our hopes profound, felt as a wellspring that is hidden from sight, the innermost heart of their own land they are known, as the stars are known to the night. As the stars that shall be bright when we are dust, moving in marches upon the heavenly plain, as the stars that are starry in the time of our darkness, to the end, to the end, they remain. That was For the Fallen by Lawrence Binion. Poem commonly read at the Remembrance Day service. Around this time of year, many years ago, I was walking down a very dark street in Bradford. I talked about Bradford uh, in the last podcast episode with Kane. I talked about England beyond just London. Um, so I was walking down a, I was say, a dark alleyway and I was stopped by, uh, by two Eastern European men. I wondered what was going to happen next. Um, they stopped and said, uh, Sir, it's an unusual way to start this kind of thing. They said, Sir, you're wearing a flower. And we see lots of people wearing flowers. And, and we don't know who to ask why. I was wearing a heavy jacket, and on the outer jacket, yeah, in the buttonhole, I had a red poppy. So uh, this is something that many, many, many people, not all, but many people wear around this time of year uh, for the poppy appeal, um, which I was able to explain to them happily, and, and they thanked me for being so polite and sent me on my way. Um, <laughs> was a memorable moment. But what is the poppy appeal? Why do we wear it? It's run by the Royal British Legion. Um, and I had a look at their website. Again, I'm, I'm going to read out some things which are just from their website because, frankly, they say it best. What is the Royal British Legion? Uh, it's, a, it's a national network that supports our armed forces community. They've, they've been there through thick and thin, ensuring their unique contribution is never forgotten. Uh, they were founded in 1921, and, and they'll be there as long as we need them. They are the country's largest armed forces charity, with 180,000 members. 110,000 volunteers and a network of partners and charities helping give support wherever it's needed to veterans and those serving and families. They are the ones who, who produce these paper poppies that you donate to charity where, and as I say, that money goes to what I think is a very, very worthy charity. But why poppies? I have mentioned on this podcast a little while ago, um, I think in the Alphabet episode, uh, F. I mentioned Flanders Field by John McRae, which was written by uh, a Canadian uh, surgeon. And I, again, I think it's worth reading out the poem just to get a feeling of why this is so important. John McRae wrote, In Flanders fields the poppies blow, Between the crosses, row and row, That marks our place and in the sky The lark sing 
bravely fly. Scarce heard amid the guns below, we are the dead. Short days ago we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders' fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe, to you from failing hands we throw. The torch be yours, to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders' fields. So this, this well-known poem inspired an American academic named Moina Michael to adopt the poppy in memory of those who had fallen in the war. She campaigned to get adopted as an official symbol of remembrance across the United States and worked with others who were trying to do the same in Canada, Australia and the UK. And there was also a French lady, uh, Anna Gorin, who was in the UK in 1921 where she planned to sell the poppies in London and she met Earl Haig, the founder of the Royal British Legion, which had just been formed and ordered nine million poppies and sold them uh, on the 11th of November, again to raise money. Um, for veterans in need, and they sold out completely. And still, uh, they are, uh, say, one of the most popular marks of remembrance. Um, so military units will wear them. When I was in a Yorkshire University Royal Naval Unit, uh, we used to wear them when we were on parade on Remembrance Sunday. Um, of course, Remembrance Day is the, the day we mark it uh, with a minute or two-minute silence. Um, but there are also parades, to say, on Sundays and, and ceremonial events. So all, you know, armed forces personnel normally wear them. Um, some notice that, you know, there's two parts of the paper poppy. There's the red and there's the green, uh, the green leaf. Um, some units will take it off, um, especially <laughs> it can be very hard to look uniform if all the leaves are pointed in different directions, and, of course, they do move around. Um, so some will remove the green leaf just to keep it all looking uh, uniform. Um, and as I say, there, there is a, a service. Um, this is a, often a, a Christian remembrance service, but again, with official representation from, say, Sikh communities, Muslim communities, and Jewish communities who will lay a wreath uh, at the cenotaph and will lay a wreath at whatever war memorial is there. Uh, but one of the most common tr pieces of the Bible to read out is Revelations 21. Um, so again, this is the final reading uh, that I'm going to do here. So this is Revelation 21 from the King James Bible. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold! The tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for former things are passed away. Thus endeth the lesson. So here we have the, the three passages that are read, two poems, and a section of the Bible commonly read. I've taken part in many Remembrance Day parades, um, say three, <laughs> three I've taken part in, and I've observed many. Um, 
normally been very, very lucky with the weather. Um, I'd say especially living in, in Cyprus. I do remember a time, I think, marching through Leeds. Um, you took part in the parade. Uh, the Navy are marching in advance because it's the senior service. It's the oldest of the three branches. So normally we march ahead. And I remember the rain being so severe. Uh, we were wearing... Uh, our navy woolly pulleys, we had white shirts, uh, officers' hats and so on. Uh, the girls have hats that can fill up with water and the boys were marching along with these woolly pulleys um, which were getting so, so wet um, that our white shirts got dyed and we had to be reissued new shirts. But anyway, this is uh, Remembrance Day, as I say, the day where people remember the fallen, and as I say, remember all casualties of war, because it's the, as I said, it's the anniversary of the secession of hostilities in the First World War. This is a special one-off podcast, just to just to mark the special day. And uh, if you learned anything, well, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs>